0: The pandemic has seen some of the worst economic challenges our countries have ever experienced during our lifetime. But for many entrepreneurs, this is not game over. I am moving across the Asia Pacific region to listen to some amazing stories of strength, of perseverance, of innovation. There is not only hope, but there are possibilities. This is Phoenix Rising. All right, welcome everybody. Good afternoon, good morning or good evening uh, wherever you guys are. Today we're going to be talking on a very very related and a very current topic. I have a really great special guest with us here on this podcast, Dr. Iling, And Dr. Iling is a member of Eos Singapore and we want to talk to her about vaccination. I think a lot of us in many of our countries now are in anticipation, trying to wait for our turn. And interestingly enough, I was talking to a friend the other day. I was asking him a question. Are you going to go through the vaccination? And he says to me, he says, well, if everybody is taking the vaccination, then I don't have to. So today, we're going to be talking to Dr. Ileng. And we're going to understand how it feels. How was it like? Because she was one of the first few ones that got it. Hi, good morning. Dr. Hey hi everybody,
1: Yilin. I'm Elaine. Hi hi. So um yeah, I'm one of the first um, I'll say non-emergency frontline COVID workers to get it in Singapore. Yeah, it's actually very exciting. Raymond, yes, I'm the first. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. how
0: were you? How were you chosen?
1: I'm a very proactive person, and I would like to use the word kiasu, which in Singapore means afraid to lose. So I'm a, you know, I'm a student of medicine, so I'm very supportive of vaccines. I've seen the lives that is saved to the history of multiple vaccination. So when the government announced in the papers that the Singapore has received the Pfizer's biotech vaccine, so I was very excited. So I wrote an email straight away <laughs> to the Ministry of Health and say, hey, look here, I've got like so many doctors in our group, I've got so many staff. I see so many patients, I want to be the first to be protected.
0: Wouldn't, weren't you afraid? Because everybody talks about yes, we we get the vaccination, and things like that, but nobody really talks about what could be possible repercussions.
1: Actually, uh, I wasn't afraid at all, you know, in the beginning, because when I did the I read all the scientific journals, because there's quite a lot of publications already online about it. And I actually understand the mRNA or messenger RNA technology. So, you know, it's actually very very smart, very clever and very safe technology. So I was very excited when I read about it. Yeah, with all the research papers, actually, I was just waiting for it to happen. But the fear came later because I started to open my ears and I hear a lot of these fake news circulating around, you know, in the WhatsApp groups and the, the social medias like Facebook and whatnot. And these fake news are quite frightening. You know? They'll tell you about, for for instance, like a few days before um, it was due for my vaccination, there was a report like 26 elderly passed away. I think, is it in Finland or something like that? Oh my, what happened? Why, why is this happening? So, so such news actually kind of clouded my mind for a while. Say, hey, how come this is happening? But of course, later on, it was um, carefully investigated and they found out that it's due to, of course, the age of the person. So if you look at the total cross-section of a population at any one time, there will be a certain number of deaths in the elderly group. So, when you put it in perspective, it's actually, it's really not something to be frightened about. Mm. Yeah. So, I, I was all prepared. I was all read up. Like, I don't care so. So, I always read up. I'm all prepared.
0: And how about your family? Did they move <laughs> it? Did they, did they have anything to say about it?
1: Um. So, initially, my, my, my fake news came from my parents. So, they would tell me, Hoi, you know, my WhatsApp group says, ah, you know, it's very dangerous, lah, and then after that can have don't know what additional year or you know fingers or something like that because of the RNA technology. But I mean I've gone through SARS. Okay, I've been I've been through SARS in Singapore and I've lost doctor friends who died during SARS. So I always wish that during SARS there's a vaccine, you know, that could have happened and the death couldn't have could not happen and I could have not lost my friends. So I'm very pro-vaccine and I just Went for it la. And furthermore, I'm a doctor. So I'm generally the one that provide medical advice to people around me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so my, my family has to pin water. <laughs> so what I say, I tell them, I tell you the truth. Okay. I done my research and I'm probably more right than you.
0: Yeah, I guess being a doctor, you have that upper hand. Uh. You can say that, hey, I've redone my research, right?
1: I, I just couldn't bear to lose any more friends or family members because of, you know, not going out for vaccine when there is a vaccine available.
0: Looking at what you just said, how important do you feel is this vaccine for the rest of us?
1: I think it's a game changer. It's a tool that we have um, and we don't use the tool that is given to us and we choose. It's just like you're going to war. You know? I'm giving you a machine gun and you choose to use a knife. Sorry, guess who's going to win? So I, I think we have the means use of this machine gun that we have. Although it may not be the most latest version or the perfect one, but the machine gun will get imp- improved along the way. So I guess being the first you to be vaccinated, I'm also providing data for future generations. I'm sure probably I'll be asked to provide my, my, my blood for analysis later. I've got to do feedback on my what happened to me, how do I feel, that kind of thing. And I think I'm very proud to be part of science, to be like part of you know the men men's uh, lead forward to the future.
0: In Malaysia, so Malaysia took the first the batch of vaccines to be Pfizer, and then there were other companies that were coming in. It was a WhatsApp flyer that came out asking, was anybody interested to do a trial? So I was going like, mm, <laughs> should I apply for it? But then what weighed in my head was the word safe. Although no drug in the world can always claim 100%, what, what is your professional opinion? Is it safe?
1: So maybe I can uh, explain a little bit about the mRNA technology because it might be easier to understand the safety once you understand it. So mRNA is actually, uh, it's an RNA. So this, this p- RNA is used. What does RNA produce- stand for? RNA is a ribonucleic acid. So it's actually part of the chromosome. So uh, the chromosome that we have is DNA. The RNA is the kind that helps to support the DNA. So it can help to produce a lot of things. Like it can help us to produce antibody, help us to produce... T cells, like you know, the 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 we call it the like you know, B cell, T cells that help us to fight virus and cancers. So normally, when we have vaccines, uh, vaccines are just what the scientists just killed the virus, either inactivated, killed it, or you know, take out part of its skin and then use it to to inject into our body. And when our body see this virus, it will produce antibody. But as a result, the vaccine itself will contain these fragments of these viruses inside. So um, And it takes a very long time for that, the scientists to choose the, the right part of the virus or to think of a safe way to kill the virus. That can take many, many years, generally speaking. All right. So the mRNA kind of bypass that because mRNA is very fast. It's like a like a shortened way of making your body produce the copycat of that virus. So that means the mRNA that the scientists produce can be injected. And then after that, our body will copy and produce this fake COVID virus that it looks alike. And then this fake virus will then cause our body to produce antibody. And this fake virus at no time can ever become a real virus because it's made by us. Yeah, and then uh, this mRNA now is currently being used for tackling even cancers. And it's not a new technology. It's actually been around about 20, 30 years. Scientists have been working on it. It's just that there wasn't a good time, you know. So everybody just wanted to use the old method. And for so many years, there were very few new vaccines invented anyway. So people want to try something new. And only when this Particular pandemic happened, there was a really good reason to do it. And I think in future, maybe all vaccines will become, will be made this way because it's so fast and, you know, it is safer actually.
0: What then is the difference between the different companies that produce the vaccine?
1: Well, it's just which part of the virus they want to copy. So they want to copy the top, the bottom, or the different sides. So the good thing is, so far to date, we are, I would say the word is we are out. we're very lucky. Because both um, Pfizer, Biotech and Moderna, the part that is selected happened to be the what we call the non-variant part. That means it didn't change, even though now the virus are changing. So that's why both viruses at the moment are protected, protecting us still from the new um, versions of the COVID virus. I'm very excited because I want to know that hey, my virus, my vaccine is working. And don't tell me next week you're gonna go for another round. It's like, oh my another round.
0: <laughs> that's actually very interesting. So, I was listening to a YouTube interview the other day. And this doctor from the UK was talking about continuous vaccination. Uh. Just like the flu vaccination, right? Mm. There's always a new variant of flu. Then there's a new improved vaccination for flu. Do you think that this is something that we will have to go through? Every year, we have to go for a COVID vaccination. Or Mm. is this one enough to last us for for a long time? (laughs)
1: Okay, so actually, do you know that the flu vaccine that we are doing now, actually they expect dates back all the way to 1918 when they had the Spanish flu. It was, you know, from that virus. And over the years, all the vaccines was like, you know, Created like the offspring of this virus all the way until now. And this same virus accounts for multiple epidemics along the year. I think there was some in the 1960s, 1980s, and then the year 2006, there was an H1N1 outbreak. Yeah, so this, I think it will stay, you know, <laughs> this COVID virus. But the good thing is, science has managed to um, react very fast. I think if the mRNA technology be even faster. So I think our world is quite unsafe. <laughs> and unless you want to stay at home forever and wear masks and then be isolated from all of friends, we have to take the risk of being vaccinated. And uh, and voted for, for us, okay, we are entrepreneurs. We are leaders of our company. What we do will have an impact in our staff. I remember when I want to roll it out to my staff. Oh, they are telling me say, hey, um, I'll wait lah. Maybe next month. Uh, maybe next year. So I was telling that. Wow, why they are then they tell me I really can't. I think my body cannot take it. And the thing, the tune change. Once i done it myself, I went for it, and they look at me and say, hey, you're still alive. I say, yeah, I'm still alive. You know, kicking, working very hard, you know, and I'm still scolding you guys. You know. And then people start signing up. My entire team has been vaccinated, at least for the first dose. Some have finished their second dose. I have a few that has not been vaccinated because medically they're not allowed because they have some drug allergies. But I, I realized that uh, the fact that I went for it really helped to make everybody go for it. Yeah, and I was able to impact people I meet, like sometimes my friends, my patients, when they ask me, they say, Hey, I heard you've done it. How is it? And I'm kind of still alive, you know, normal. Then they'll tell me, say, Hey, I'm going to do for it. I'm going to go for it because you did it. And I think you're fine. And it's a bit like an infection of belief. So once once they believe, they're going to spread that, that notion to people around them, their families, and we're all going to get vaccinated. We're going to be safe. So it so has to start with somebody. I guess start with me. And I'm a bit of a risk taker because of EO, right? Be bold. Boldly go. Speaking
0: from an entrepreneur perspective, I feel that this is this is necessary because what we have experienced in the last one and a half years was very unnecessary from a business perspective. You mentioned the word game changer earlier. Yeah. You feel that once this vaccination is a bit more mainstream and everybody starts getting it, things will go back to normal?
1: I think for sure. I think business um, travels will resume. Already now, various governments are arranging green lanes or blue lanes, right, to facilitate that because it is causing a lot of standstill, a lot of unnecessary delays. um, So that will go through. Maybe extremely frequent um, leisure travel, like, you know, travelling every third day over a weekend may be less popular because no matter what, some kind of safeguard, we still have to go for maybe some COVID swap, check temperature. That will still be happening. So but business travel will continue and that will already help businesses. But it's going to really bring back the economy, jobs creation will continue. And that's what we want. Okay, so when it
0: comes to vaccination then, mm. so you have Pfizer, you have Moderna, you have AstraZeneca, you have so- yes. China yeah. and all that. Is, is there such thing as one better than another? Or is there such thing as, Okay, like we, we just be injected by all the vaccines and we will be like Superman or Superwoman.
1: Mm-hmm. I believe in facts. So um, if the scientists you know, creating the, the vaccine for the virus can have well backed up you know, data, and that's believable. Like for instance, currently Pfizer biotech is the one that um, Israel is using. And I think they have already vaccinated about 60% of the population and mostly with minimum of a single dose. And they have reported really a huge reduction in the number of new cases as well as the number of cases in the intensive care, that means it actually reduces the severity of the condition. And I think that's a really good um, encouragement for all of us because Israel being a very small and very organized country with a decent-sized population, I think that's a huge, huge leap forward uh, seeing that. And I I think that Singapore being a small country, we can probably also provide that kind of data, a bit be easier to show the graph and all that. Yeah, and so I think that's actually without a doubt something we cannot dispute. The problem with all these fake news is um, last time fake news seldom come up because everything is controlled unless the person who talk about it is accredited of a believable status. Then they would be able to voice out their opinions. But now with all these social media, anybody can talk rubbish and the law takes a long time to catch up with them. But I think sooner or later these people should be put to, you know, justice. We should go and put them behind bars. Can you imagine people who died because they listened to them? Mm. Yeah, that's really, really irresponsible and they don't care. They're just having fun, spreading fun news, you know. I'm actually very angry with such people. It's so irresponsible.
0: So, you mentioned Israel and you mentioned single dose.
1: Mm-hmm. From, from what I
0: understand, we all have to go through two jabs. Or can, can you take us through the process?
1: Oh, okay. So, I went through it, right. Okay, so um, currently for both um, Pfizer and Moderna, you need two doses. For Pfizer, it's actually three weeks apart. For Moderna, is four weeks apart. Okay, so most important on the day of the vaccine, uh, make sure you wear a loose fitting top because sometimes you see on Facebook, some, you know, doctors, friends have to go and like almost strip themselves to go and get vaccinated because usually the vaccine is on the upper arm muscles, called the deltoid muscle or the luteal muscles at the buttock. So I think buttock would be terrible. Everybody will be unlike, you know, take care of their pants or skirts, right? Which is terrible. Lah. I mean, you slow down the whole process and it's very difficult for the healthcare workers. So wear that loose fitting so that they can just flip it up and please offer your non-dominant arm. At means don't use your right hand if you're a right-hander. So the needle actually is usually about 4-5 um, to 5 cm long. So it's quite long, okay? because it has to get into the muscles. Usually after that, you'll feel quite sore for um, a few hours. And sometimes there'll be swelling, because as the vaccine starts to work, it'll swell up. For the second dose, at least myself, I experienced a bit more side effects. I had the soreness earlier, about 6 hours later, I started to feel very tired. I couldn't like concentrate. And 12 hours later, I was having chills and body aches. Yeah, so it kind of went away. After I took a Panadol and painkillers, I got better. So I think typically, I would recommend that the first 24 hours, maybe you should take a medical leave or cut down your workload, so not so busy. Mm. Yeah, but otherwise, um, well, we feel quite normal and uh, quite okay. Quite normal kind of vaccine. Not very different from the flu vaccine.
0: So, does everybody go through that?
1: Uh, so, our experience has been, uh, initially, like, the guys complain more than the girls. The guys will say, wow, very painful. I cannot move our arms. Out. And then the girls are like, okay. But I, I think uh, it's quite similar. There's not not much changes. Now, the new thing is they are saying that probably one dose already give a lot of protection. Yeah, I think like for example, in UK, they are going to do the one dose first to vaccinate the en- entire population. And then the second dose they keep later so that at least everybody is protected partially instead of just having a small group being protected. Now, that might be the way going forward, you know.
0: And going back to your comment, I, I think uh, women have a higher tolerance of pain uh, and men are yeah. just complainants in general. Uh, so
1: <laughs> Okay, and typically the, the authority will make sure that we kind of stick around for 30 minutes, because for the Pfizer vaccine, there's a risk of allergic reaction. Mm. So for the first 30 minutes you'll stick around and then you look you're normal, then it let you leave. The the uh, most frightening reaction is called anaphylaxis, which is a systemic allergy reaction. That means the whole body will shut down if the allergy happened. So the person can stop breathing or, or, you know, just feel very, very sick. Word of warning, so those people with multiple drug allergies or have a history of anaphylaxis, whether it's to food, drugs or even creams. Currently, um, at least in Asia, I think uh, most people are a bit worried about getting them vaccinated. I know in US they have managed to treat all these severe allergies. But um, I, I think it's very scary because anaphylaxis can cause death.
0: And do you have to do a test before that? Or is just just uh, something that you just have to know and then just say, okay, now I, I have this, then I, I, I will not take the vaccine?
1: Usually, it's a health declaration because the test would be too dangerous. You, know? you can literally go into the shock immediately and then decide to go to the ICU, you know, put on a drip, ventilator, the kind of situation. Mm-hmm
0: how do you now feel emotionally or generally now that you've taken the vaccine? What is your feeling at this point in time?
1: Well, actually very happy, very glad. You know, I go around showing off to all my foreign mates, say, hey, you know, I'm here, I'm very safe. You You guys are the dangerous people. I think it's a great feeling to know that you're protected and you probably have more options for travel.
0: Do you think that there will be some form of allowance for travel for people with already the vaccine?
1: Yeah, I think now um, Singapore is already in touch with many countries who are also using um, the Pfizer's or the Moderna vaccine. So this certificate actually showed that, you know, when I vaccinated and then what are the dose I get and what is the badge that I got. And uh, I, I intend to laminate it because apparently I'm going to need it when I purchase an ad ticket.
0: Dr. Yeah. final question for you today.
1: Yeah.
0: You going through this personally, and you are a really very strong advocate uh, for the vaccine now, and your whole entire team has taken it. How can EO play a part in this?
1: Well, I thought, uh, Raymond, you did a great job that you initiated this with me, because I feel that there's nothing stronger, stronger message than a personal testimony from somebody known to us, uh, because then you know that, hey, look, this person has had it, and it really helps. Uh, So I feel that EO can help to spread this message among entrepreneurs, who are leaders of their company and leaders in many parts of the community to spread the word forward. So let's get vaccinated. Let's get the, and let's educate the public as well. Yeah, I think EO is doing a great job. EO can have access to all the really scientific journals and articles that are really proven because the fake news are many, but the real news are fewer.
0: Thank you so much, Doctor Eling, for talking to me this morning. I personally have yeah. learned a little bit more. And I, I know how to remove all the fake news of possibly growing a third year or a third eye after one year of taking the vaccine. I think I feel a lot more safe uh, because I know that a fellow EO member has gone through it and uh, she's happy and she's alive and she's kicking and she is going through uh, a wonderful yeah. time. So thank you so much.
1: My pleasure. Thank you, Raymond.
0: We don't know what we don't know. But as we learn more, we will know more. Listening to Dr. E-ling from EO Singapore has given us some additional insights onto what to expect when we get that call to take the vaccine. Unfortunately, um, many countries are still seeing a low sign-up rate for it, and we hope that the sharing today has been able to provide clarity from my first person experience going through it. This pandemic has caused many uncertainties, but one certainty we can take home from here forth is that the vaccine is here and we will be ready for it. Subscribe to this podcast if you haven't done so. And I aim to bring you more stories throughout the EO Nation. Good day, everybody. Remember, keep learning, keep growing, and keep shining.